In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. How are you, Hannah? Good, Hayden. Excellent. So, like, we're going to get into Julie's journey in a second. But, like, how, Hannah, have you navigated the waters of From as an actor, right? You've met fr- from your Instagram. You're cl- clearly close to a few of the cast members. You're, you're coming into your, for, for me, you're a young person. How have you come into it for a major role like this? How have you um, adjusted as an actor? How have you navigated those waters on, on from, like, I guess, not in front of the camera, behind the camera and everything else that goes with that. Yeah, it's definitely been a, it's, it's been a big step um, coming onto a show like from, because I hadn't been working for quite a bit before I booked from, I was at a very awkward age within like at 15, 16 around there. So when I booked the show, I was so happy and to have such like a a good role and have such a good dynamic on set. It really was an easy adjustment. Like it, you would think that it would be harder because it'd be pressure or whatever, being one of the youngest people on the show. Right. But Everyone just made it so easy. So I, I really, I found the shift to be good. Yeah. So like I am, I've been battling with this for a week on how to phrase this, right? So would you consider Julie unlikable the first season? I can, I think that she maybe has her moments. I think that when she's like, you know, maybe giving her eye rolls or kind of talking back to her parents, that can be seen as unlikable. But I also think that she has moments where she's not like totally unlikable. Maybe like after episode four and on she gets to be like a little bit better yeah she's you know what a better word would she's a little challenging i guess at first she she can be cha- yeah, yeah she's human like she's yeah. not just like gonna be perfect all the time you know that, that is a hard age too like that is such a difficult age that the age that you're playing on the show i mean i remember being 16 15 17 in that ballpark man those were the toughest times you know oh, because yeah. You're finding who you are as a person. Never mind that you're in Frumville, which is the craziest place in the history of the universe. Like, so I, I can kind of get that. Um, so how do you think she's changed from one? And I'm sure you've been asked this question before, but how do you think she's developed from one to two? Because I feel like now the idea and threat of losing not one, but maybe both parents maybe hits home no matter what age you are. So how have you um, or how has she, do you think? made that progression from season one to two and become this person that is likable and that we do kind of cheer for now. We, we sympathize with it at times. Yeah. I think that there was a huge shift. And I think that um, the, when she thought that she was going to lose both her parents, it was growth for her, but it was kind of like forced upon her. It wasn't that she decided to, you know, become close with her family after that. It was kind of like she was forced to, because after she thinks that she's going to lose both of them, she knows that there's no other thing that she has there other than family. And that is the most important thing to her. So I think that takes her on her journey of, you know, being a better person and being um, more likable and more working well with everyone. And that's why in episode four, you can see she also goes up and talks to Elgin and stuff because she's just trying to better herself after knowing what could have happened and knowing that she was going down the wrong path. Yeah. And when I, when I said, you know, originally we meet her, she, she may or may not be likable, but now she's not only likable, but you could see she's trying to improve. And I think that in a care, you do a great job as an actor bringing that out. I think that's a really important thing to be, to be said. Yeah. You know, you know, I wonder Hannah, if people watching from, because it's, it's such a hugely popular show, know that um, Catalina Tabitha, who plays your mom 
was nominated for an Academy Award in 2005. You know, I wonder if people know that she went against like um, was it um, oh, I wrote it down here. I knew it. it was Hillary Swank who won. Annette Bening, Kate yes. Winslet, like like I wonder if people watching the show know that she was in a serious category with some serious heavy hitters. Like yeah, as a, yeah, as an actor. Um, do you find yourself learning from her? What's it like working with not just her, but both you know, any cast member? T- just talk about her in particular, the cast, whatever you wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting, you know, um, Catalina being in Maria Full of Grace since she was nominated for an Academy mm. That was amazing. And then Ian was also in like Fight Club, which was like a very hugely popular film. And I was so excited going into working with them because... You know, it's always scary getting to meet your family that you're going to have to play with. Like, we have to mesh and look like we've been a family for (laughs) my entire life and I'm just meeting you today. But they made it so easy. Like, they're both very, very easy to talk to and be around. And, you know, they're just fun. And we have lots of laughs together. And I'm really happy that that they were picked to be my family and I was picked to be in with them because I think we all have a great chemistry with also with Simon Webster who plays um, Ethan as well. Yeah. 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 And, and I forget that, you know, they've lost your character on, you know, has lost a brother in this show. Like sometimes I forget that too. And like, we go back to the original uh, impression of your character, but like that factors in, you lose a brother at that age. Sorry. Like it's going to be hard. And I yeah. like, like, like a fool, I kind of forget that too. You know, that has to play into it. Doesn't it? Yeah, I think with every aspect of Julie's character, it's always something that is just in the back of her mind. It's just something that going into prep for Julie, I I prepped being that maybe at school people didn't know how to talk to her or be around her because she was the one with the dead brother. So she had walls up and guards up. And that's why, you know, when in season one, when she meets Fatima and stuff, she's very guarded and she she's hesitant to let Ellis and Fatima help her because she like that sort of thing it, the grief that happens from a loss like that especially with such an immediate family member at such a young age it just it, it sticks with you in ways that like you wouldn't even expect uh fatima and julie have a great rapport mm-hmm. and, and, I, and i'm guessing from your instagram off off camera you guys are friends as well so it's like you know that it's funny how that works on and off off screen um you know i wanted to ask you if if julie had to make that choice again the colony house or living with you know in the town in season two do you think the new kind of more mature, the, the the more grown up version of yourself would have taken the colony house or had, would have gone with her parents? I think she definitely would have chose the town with her parents. And that's why she is now in the town with her parents or, well, not in the Matthews house anymore. That kind of, yeah. <laughs> I a little bit. <laughs> but I think she, she chose to stay with her family after the uh, disaster at colony house in episode uh, season one, episode seven. Yeah. So, I think that she only chose Colony House in the beginning because she really was just testing her independence and she really just wanted, she's feeling not seen. And, you know, so she decided that she would have it better up at Colony House. Yeah. And the collapsing of the house is really a big turn for her. And Ian, just a fun fact for those listening, Ian was up for the role of Batman against Christian Bale. That's a fun fact too. Uh, So he's a, he's a, he's a no joke heavy hitter too. So I think I saw saw his, like um, his um, chemistry read for that or his screen test for that. Yeah, you know what I noticed, and I've I've talked to a lot of the cast, uh, Hannah. I just you're all just so pleasant and and enjoyable and kind. Is it like that when you go on set? Is it like that on a daily basis? I mean, obviously you're not running into all fifteen or whatever people at once, but is it that kind of rapport off camera? No, we all hate each other. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's really good vibes on set. Mm-hmm. Everybody really is like really tight, and there's lots of jokes and laughs, and it's just it's always like. A good dance set. Even with like heavy hitting scenes, you'll still find light within that on this set, which is really, really good for the mental health. So. Yeah, it's really great, except for Harold, who's a jerk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, so what is the most frightening aspect of the show for you? Like when you watch it, whether it's a fan, whether it's at, you know, whatever, what is the most frightening aspect for you? Because we talked about the challenges your character faces, right? But like, what is the most frightening for you? I think um, being, having to play such heavy stuff and so much complexity within like one moment, like especially um, the scene in the diner in episode two. Yeah. So much is riding on that and so much, so many emotions are all coming out at once. And the place that you kind of have to, or that I kind of have to put myself in to get there can be a little scary just because also when you're crying like that violently for like multiple takes and your body, like it really just like exhausts you like both emotionally and physically. And when you're doing something like that, your body can't tell the difference between acting and real life. So you do quite literally go into like a bit of like a survival mode. Right. Um, and there's also stuff later on that um, in like later episodes that I also had to do that was really, really heavy emotionally. So it's kind of scary when you're in that place and having to kind of pull yourself out at the end of the workday and be like, I'm really shaken right now, but I'm home. Like I'm not acting anymore, but you're, it's still, it, it carries with you sometimes. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Last question. Um, if the writers came to you or whomever showrunner or whatever came to you and said, Look, Hannah, you can add anything to Julie's character. Any Anything's on the board. If you could add one, maybe a behavior, an aspect, a trait, what would you add that's not there now? If they said to you, do whatever you want. I would love, ooh, that's a really good question. I mean, obviously I would love for Julie to take on a bit more of a leadership role, like try to help like mm. that are getting out, maybe help Jade with like his symbols and stuff like that. But I also am aware that that's not Julie's character. She's not right. going to be the one to step forward and take charge and lead the pack out of town. Like she's just more content, like supporting and helping. And you'll see more this season that she's just sort of like her parents both have their own ideas and stuff. And even in season one with digging the hole and stuff, she was just there to help. She wasn't there like the being the leading force of that. So yeah. it'd be cool to see that, but under, understanding that it's just not really her. Hey, and I love watching your work. Thanks for all this. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what's in store for Julie down the road. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.